Good morning. This is John Murtha coming to you from Lorain, Ohio, 89.1 FM radio. And so happy you turned into the radio station this morning. This is Power 89.1. And it's a beautiful December day. What is it? Just one week and a half before Christmas. Yeah. And, uh, Hard to believe. We're very happy you tuned in this morning. I'm in the station with our engineer, Wanda Ewing. Good morning, Wanda. Good morning. And my good friend and assistant, David Abu. Good morning. Good David to be Abu. here, John. Yeah, very good to be here. Yes, and, uh, it is. You know, as this year starts to come to a close and you look back, you know, it's it's very interesting. Thanksgiving comes first and then Christmas and then New Year. I like that sequence. Me too, yeah. Because it causes us to look back yeah, and then to, to admonish and, and to remember, uh, you know, Emmanuel, that Christ came in the flesh, that God visited this planet. And then that gets us ready to go into the brand new year. Mm -hmm. And so next week, what I hope we could do is look at the whole idea of Christmas and, and what it means, you know, beyond the lights and the wrappings and the gifts and everything else, that uh, God became flesh and dwelt amongst yes. us. And yes. Christmas, there's so much prior to the coming of our Lord to this earth in terms of prophecy and predictions and expectations. And we're going to look at that next Saturday. Great. We're yeah. Look at that. Perfect. So we're going to continue. We started, I think this about a month ago, maybe, is yeah. the idea of... Uh, Numbers in the scripture mm -hmm. and the idea that uh, as we there seems to be patterns that when God has revealed his Word to us and his will to us that there's certain Patterns and use of numbers now we would expect this because when you look at science The language of science is mathematics. Mm -hmm. It really is. I don't care if you're you're studying physics in yeah. Case Western Reserve or in Calcutta yeah. or London right. or yep. Brazil right. Right. You're gonna, that's your language. And so, too, it's probably the most perfect science out there is mathematics, really, when you mm -hmm. consider it. But uh, when you look at the Bible, what we do find is, like, for example, with the festivals of Israel, with the use of the seven, you know, there's, you'll work six days, the yeah. seventh, you'll rest. There's seven major festivals. There's seven. And it's, I think one of the reasons that was done that way by our Lord was it was easy to remember. It's okay. very easy to remember. You got Ten Commandments, five on this hand, five on that hand, easy to remember. Uh, four Gospels, you know, it's like quadraphonic sound, presenting the earthly ministry of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So I think we've been going along here, David, to about, yeah. uh, last week we finished the number five, right? and that opened it up to the, uh, today, we're going to look at the number six. Mm -hmm. A lot of times people don't think number six, you know, you yeah. think of three or seven mm -hmm. or 144. Yeah. But six is actually quite uh, it's enriched in the scripture, <laughs> in important. the fabric of scripture. Right. The number of six is is there quite mm -hmm. a bit, and yeah. often six goes to um, human or man or human weakness. Uh, it, it's six, which is yeah. one short of seven. Seven is perfection or completion. We're mm -hmm. going to see when we get back to this. So short of that, you know, we think a man. It says all have sinned and come short. Mm. of the glory of God. Mm -hmm. You see, mm -hmm. it requires that seventh, which we'll look at maybe in the new year, you know, we come yeah. in the number seven, which is very large in the scriptures. But yeah, this often means it has to do with man, human rule. Uh, it also has to do with evil, uh, satanic influence upon man. Yeah. So it's not necessarily a positive number, but it is positive in the sense that it reveals man's condition on this earth. Right. And man was created on the sixth day. Uh, men are appointed six days to labor. And as you said, the number of imperfection in man's work. 
uh, is six because seven is completion, so it just falls short of that. Yeah, yeah that's a good overview. And, and again, the Bible, God has revealed his will to us in 66 books of the Bible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Written over about 1,500 years, 1,500-year 1, right. period of time by approximately 40 authors and bound together. We don't realize, really, the Bible is a library. Yeah. You know, it's Biblios, where we get mm-hmm. the word, is books. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you have historical, you have poetical, you have commandments, you have parables, uh, uh, proverbs, songs. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. You have a whole... That's why I believe the Bible should be taught, even in public schools, if for no other reason, it's so rich in literature. Yes. You know, it's and just, history. What, yeah, yeah we, it really is. We shouldn't deny that. that uh-huh. this is, Absolutely. I mean, if you are on an island and you can only have one book, this is the book you want, because even <laughs> in terms of literature let alone spiritual nourishment and, and mm-hmm. guidance, you'd want the Bible. Yeah. And, and uh, So, okay, we have the 66 books, and as you said, David, six days God's in his creation. The, the crown of creation, or the ultimate creation of God, is when he comes down and fashions man out of the clay of the earth. Yes. And that's on the sixth yeah. day. Right. And, and man is made in the image of God. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said... Uh, you'll see this idea of six. Yeah, the Hebrew slave, uh, you'll find in Exodus, where he would he labored for six years, yes. and the seventh year he could be set free. Right. But the idea of laboring or man's work, uh, you come up with this idea of six. And again, looking at this whole idea of uh, uh, the, the step, the, what man yeah. can do, so to speak, you see. Yeah, and and we see that I know you have a, a listing of several. Well, yeah, the, 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 the other thing I wanted to mention, which I found interesting, is the number six is stamped upon everything that's related with man's labor, be it measurements he works mm-hmm. with or the time during which he works. For example, the unit of measurement, the foot, is equal to twelve inches, which is obviously a multiple of six times two. The day consists of twenty-four hours, which is six times four, mm-hmm. and his day is divided uh, into day and night, each of twelve hours. And then we have an hour has 60 minutes. Yeah. Six times 10 in a minute has 60 seconds. That's very good. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> that whole I like how span did, yeah. of the human condition. Right. Uh, framed, as mm-hmm. it were, in time. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and even when we come, like, when you look at the, the listing in Genesis, the descendants mm-hmm. of Cain, it goes to the sixth generation. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you, see, you see this idea of uh, uh, even with Cain. And then, um, of course, in Genesis... Uh, 22 with burnt offerings we see that idea of burnt offering which yeah. is trying man's trying to be acceptable in the sight of god mm-hmm. is mentioned six times mm. now when pharaoh pursues the israelites when they're set free from slavery it'll say he chases them with 600 chosen chariots <laughs> exodus yeah. chapter 14 verse 7 right and there you see that whole idea of um, man being set free mm-hmm. you know the idea of bondage six yes. you know, this idea of bondage yeah. in that yeah, and, and the other thing, um, you know, I like after they were free is gathering the manna for six days. Uh, mm-hmm. That's in Exodus 16. The whole Israeli-like community set out from Elam and came to the desert of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai, on the 15th day of the second month after they had come out of Egypt. In the desert, the whole community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. Mm-hmm. And then it goes on to say that they were permitted to gather manna uh, for six days. But on the sixth day, they were allowed to get twice the quantity because they were supposed to rest on the seventh day. And they weren't supposed to gather manna. So that also ties into how God completed the creation. Yeah, and yeah, matter of fact, right. when they're in the wilderness, right. they complain. Yeah, uh, You'll find this in Exodus. Right. And they, they, they complain and they remember six types of food they wanted when they're in Egypt. <laughs> yeah. Fish, cucumbers, right. Right. melons, 
leeks, uh, and uh, uh, onions. Yeah. You know, so you, you, this idea of this man wanting yes. to go back. Well, they yeah. wanted that stuff from Egypt, but they forgot the whole slavery issue and how they were mistreated by Pharaoh. Right. So in, exactly. So in Exodus 16, uh, verse 3, the, the Israelis said to them, If only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt, there we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does, <laughs> it, does, it, does it list it there? No, it doesn't. Uh, but, it, that, that's what it says, and then it says you brought us out into this desert to starve this entire assembly to death. Mm. Yeah. Talk about being grateful. Yeah, so the idea yeah. being there is that six is like a watermark. It's imprinted there. Right. And again, it, it speaks to the idea of man um, in, his, in his weakness, quite honestly. And it's going right. to slant over, we're going to see later in the scripture, when it applies to the devil or to e uh, evil yeah. uh, and these right. kind of issues. Now, it is interesting, in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 8, when God tells him about going into the promised land, here he's going to list seven things that the promised land has in terms of food. He says wheat, barley, uh, vines, fig trees, pomegranates, olive oil, and honey. Mm -hmm. He lists seven things that's in the promised land oh, that you're going to eat. They remember six yeah. things. In each one. Yeah. It's a lesson for us. Right. Because... Not to go back to our old life. Yeah, we, we might think, "Hey, it was good back there. I yeah. did this and I did that." But it's so much better over here. Puts on the new. God man. just just yeah. doesn't save us from something; He right. saves us to something. Right. That's why the Bible says, "Forgetting those things that are behind us." Yeah. They they were pleasurable for a season. It says that in Hebrews eleven, sin is pleasurable for a season, but the end of that is is death, is destruction, death. Mm -hmm. uh, 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 unhappy life. Yeah. Whereas if we move forward, yeah. I like the fact that God itemizes seven foods in the, the promised yeah. land. Boy. Man remembers yeah. six foods right. in Egypt. Yeah. And it, it, the idea of go forward. And, and John, that's so important with anybody that's trying to come to the Lord. Yes. Is we really get paralyzed in the past. Uh -huh. And when we put the new man on, that's where he frees us. And so that's, that's such an important thing. It really is. Well, uh, it is. I, I, I don't want to take that lightly because exactly. it's so important to forget the past in the sense, you need, sure, you can learn from it, but you can't let it paralyze you. Mm. Yeah, no, so you that, bring up a good point, yeah, David, because that. Jesus says, look, the enemy, John chapter 10, verse 10, mm -hmm. the enemy comes to rob, to kill, and to destroy. Mm -hmm. Same verse, mm -hmm. Jesus says, I come that you might have life, mm -hmm. which we interpret to be salvation, but life more, more abundantly. abundantly. Yeah. Yes. He wants to take us <clears throat> beyond just our salvation, mm -hmm. which is great in itself. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Yeah. But he wants to give us life abundantly. What do I mean? Well, love, purpose, power, influence, joy, uh, direction, fellowship, yeah. answers to prayer. Right. I mean real practical oh, yeah. care yeah. in regards to health or career. Yeah. or So what I'm getting at is this so, he just doesn't take us out of Egypt. He wants to take us to the promised land. Yes. Our problem is, as believers, sometimes we, we wander around too long in the wilderness. We're caught between two places. We know we don't want to go back to, but we're not ready to go to the promised land. Yes. See, so we kind of wander yeah. around. It's hard. It's hard, but we. You know? But he's given, he's equipped us. I mean, he gave him everything. He gave him yes, manna he from did. heaven. He yeah. gave him water from a rock. Yeah. More importantly, he gave him his presence. He mm. was dwelling in the tabernacle. He gave him a guidance system, a cloud by day, a pillar of fire by night. How yeah. much more do we have today? Oh we gosh. are the tabernacle. Right. We have the word of God for a guidance system. Yeah. We have the Holy Spirit for a guidance system. You know, a light unto our path. Right. And then the, we got the we got the whole idea of the uh, the cloud, the Holy Spirit anointing upon yeah. us. So 
Yeah, once you get with the number six, you'll see that this thing unfolds in tremendous ways. And I wanted to look at one um, very interesting, I think. It's in the, uh, actually in Joshua. And this is, uh, I know you, you were looking at this too, David, about the uh, cities of refuge. If you learn, look at uh, Joshua chapter 20, it's actually referenced a couple places. Um, we can let Rhonda yeah, read Rhonda, that. She's Rhonda, if you would like to read that. Sure. Um, it's chapter 20. Right. And Because um, I had that in Numbers 35, too, so it is throughout. Uh -huh. the yeah, it's reference. Yeah, it's right. very important. Uh -huh. uh, chapter 20 and 1 through 5, please. The Lord spake also unto Joshua, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, saying, Appoint out for you cities of refuge, whereof I spake unto you by the hand of Moses. that the slayer that killeth any person unawares and unwittingly may flee thither, and they shall be your refuge from the avenger of blood. And when he that doth flee unto one of those cities shall stand at the entering of the gate of the city and shall declare his cause in the ears of the elders of that city, they shall take him into the, into the city unto them and give him a place that he might dwell among them. And if the avenger of blood pursue after him, then they shall not deliver the slayer up into his hand because he smote his neighbor unwittingly and, hate, and hated him not before time. Okay, thank you, Wanda. Okay, now this is also referenced in Numbers chapter 35, right. uh, verse six 13, yeah. where it's going to even say these are six cities. Uh, yeah. Now, here's the deal. They're coming into the promised land, mm -hmm. and God in his mercy appoints these six cities. They're strategically located so that no matter where you lived, you could get there. It had easy access, let's put it that way. And the background on this is if you were if you were out chopping wood and the axe head flew off and hit your neighbor yeah. and killed him, yeah. there was a principle back there, it's still practiced in parts of the world today, where the family could chase you down. <laughs> yeah. And vengeance. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm serious. Yeah. This is a real thing. Mm. We saw this in Thailand when there'd be a bus accident or something. Yeah. Um, the bus driver, I do read this in the Bangkok newspaper, the Bangkok yeah. Post. The bus driver would run away. The family and that of the injured relatives or the ones that were killed on that bus would then negotiate mm -hmm. what the bus company or the family Gosh. paid money with, and then a two, three months later, he would come back. But they, they would come after you. It's like the Avenger of the Blood. It's, oh, it's really wow. strange, which makes you appreciate our... So God, way back here in the Old Testament, says, if there's X, what's the difference between... This is what we call what? Manslaughter. Mm. What's the difference between manslaughter and murder? Well, it, murder was, you know, intent. Right. Am I right? Intent. Intent. Yeah. Right. intent. Right. Because you, it was accidental. You didn't yeah. intend. Murder, sure. you intend to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Intent is the key. Yeah. So he's saying if, if it was accidental, it even says that in verse 3, the slayer who kills a person accidentally or unintentionally right. may flee. He can run there and he's safe. Yeah. He's safe in one, number the six. Yeah. Number of man. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Sixth commandment, thou shalt not kill. Right. Remember that. Okay. Right. He runs there. He's safe there. Okay, nobody can pursue him. But look at now, in uh, Joshua chapter 20, mm -hmm. how long can he stay there? Wanda, if you have that right up. Verse 6. Verse 6 says, 
and he shall dwell in that city until he stand before the congregation for judgment, until the death of the high priest that shall be in those days. Then shall the slayer return and come into his own city and unto his own house and unto the city from whence he fled. So he's safe in that city until when? To the death of the, the high, high priest. priest. Yeah. Okay, now look. Then he's free. He's free. Nobody can touch him. Nobody has mm -hmm. a claim on him. Okay, we, the avenger, was coming after us. Why? Because we committed crime. The wages of our sin is death. The mm -hmm. Bible says that. Okay? We run to who? Our, who's our refuge? Christ. Jesus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He is yeah. our refuge and our strength. Come unto me. Literally, yeah. all of you that labor, yeah. I will give you rest. So we go to him, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And we have safety in him. The, 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 mm -hmm. the enemy has no claim against us if we're, if we're abiding in Christ. Mm -hmm. But when is that affected? When, when do we go free and we were free from sin or free from the debt of sin, the, the, the penalty of sin? Yeah. Mm -hmm. When yeah. our high priest dies. Yeah. Yeah. Who is our high priest? Christ. Jesus. Yeah. He's yes. both priest and sacrifice. Yeah. But here's the important thing. What does he say on the cross to his heavenly father? Father, father forgive, forgive them, them for they know, they know what they do. No, not. Yeah. Which is unintentional. Right. Isn't that something? Oh, my God. Yeah. Let him go. Yeah, isn't that great? You get it? Yes. At the moment, he's wow. our high priest yeah. is bleeding out. Wow. He's saying, Father, let him go. Yeah. They didn't know what they were yeah. doing. Unintentional. Yeah. We knew what we were doing. You know, yeah. like, oh, yeah. Our, our love's <laughs> Lord's compassion. And we go free. No claim. The avenger of blood can no longer. Yeah. He has no claim on us. Yeah. Wow. Now, how are these things hidden? See, they're, these are what's known as treasures yeah. hidden treasures, in plain sight. Yes. But yeah. we got to search the scriptures, it is, for they testify of me. The Jesus. patterns are fantastic. Mm. I mean, yeah. to, just to make it so clear to us. That Any the, thoughts the, on this, Wanda or David? Well, just, it, it, yeah, it goes back to who is the author, mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and that's what we see here. Who is the author? That's what these numbers bring out. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what they're supposed to bring out in my mind. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. And, and to put our place in there and, and to locate that we ran, I mean, yeah. we had debt we owed. I had yeah. a, uh, right. the wages of sin is death. Yeah, in other absolutely. words, we accrued. Absolutely. The Bible says, he that hath the son hath life, he that not, not the son should not, but the yeah. wrath of God. You know, we were carrying this yeah. judgmental packet of, backpack of sin. Yeah. But through Christ, we can lay it down. Yeah. Yeah. But I love the fact that might, almost in his dying breath, our yeah. high priest, remember, he's not after yeah. the Levitical. He's, he's a Melchizedek, you know, both priest and king. Yeah. But he's also sacrifice. Mm. See, priest, and that's why he says, no man takes my life from me. No way. Yeah. You know, I lay my yeah. life down. Yeah. He told Peter, if I wanted to, I could call 12 legions of angels. Yeah. It wasn't nails that kept Jesus on the cross. It was his love for right. me and for you. That's right. You understand? Yeah, yeah. And, and that's why I'm so pleased that we decided to take this program right before Christmas kind of like when you watch those movies and they show you the end first uh -huh. and now we're going to go to the birth in a couple of weeks exactly right so, so now we know the importance of christmas again just by seeing this and it's exciting to th then you rejoice in the birth oh, you even though the death is absolutely horrible right uh but now in a couple of weeks we see what he did for us and we know what he did for us and yeah. we're freed yeah well, and he while we celebrate this this season we know that yeah he was born to die. Right, mm. exactly. For, so that we right. could live. Right. But even that nugget that you just shared, John, speaking, many, we're all raised reciting what Jesus said on the cross. Right. But he spoke to the very intent 
And for those who are listening, who have a problem forgiving themselves, you are forgiven. Yeah. He spoke to the very intent. He said, Father, forgive them. They don't know. Exactly right. Yeah. There it is. Let them go. That yeah, takes it a little bit. Yeah. That takes right. it a little bit deeper. Yeah, because yeah. you're in law, you yeah. understand legal terms. Absolutely. And but what what, yeah. what gets me he is our and he knows what we've done that my sins put him on. But he's like saying, it's like hmm. he's saying, let him go. You know. Yeah. They, yeah. And but he's claiming he is our refuge. Yeah. He is our strength. Yeah. He is the yeah. one we run to. But but for him to say that. And the blood is being applied when our high priest is literally. It means yeah. we walk out of there like Barabbas. Yeah, I mean Barabbas was a murderer, he's a thief, yeah. and he's a rebel. Remember? Yeah. And they said, "Who do you want me to release right. this day?" And he said, "Give us Barabbas." <laughs> right. Can you imagine him walking out in the crowd? Yeah. And looking over the shoulder and seeing Jesus dragging that cross up. Yeah. And he was thinking, "I could have been that one between those two thieves." Yeah. It was me that was supposed to die. Was, now I walk free. Yeah, I go yeah. back in the community. Yeah. Yeah. You see? Yeah. Uh, it's so powerful. The imagery. Men could not have written this thing. No way. You understand? That's it's exactly too, right. It's yeah. too nuanced. Yes. The threads that are woven in the Old Testament that yeah. are manifest in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. If anybody is listening that sincerely wants to, especially around this Christmas season, to yes. look at the, as Wanda said, Jesus came into this world to die. Right. Mm-hmm. We celebrate Christmas and yeah. the nativity like we should. Mm-hmm. But he, all of us were born into this world to live, right? Mm-hmm. And God willing, a, a long life, long, a fruitful life. Yeah. But Jesus, for God so loved the world that He gave. Yeah. That, that word "gave" is implicit that mm-hmm. He's going to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And so, He comes to die. You see, mm-hmm. even at His death, they they want they try to kill Him. Yeah. Even at His, at his, at his birth, they're, yeah. they're coming to try to kill Him. And so, here we see these things wrapped up, referencing the number six. So when you remember this, whenever you think of six again, you think of the, 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 the city's a refuge, yeah. you can apply that. Mm-hmm. Number one, they're easily accessible. Well, Jesus says, whomsoever, mm-hmm. let him come unto me. Yes. Okay? Number two, there's safety there. Uh, number three, uh, we have freedom. And as Rhonda said, people must forgive themselves. Yeah. They must not... Many people are living under the guilt of forgiven sins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're forgiven. Absolutely. You cannot carry a ball and chain around. Uh, Paul would have been useless yeah. for ministry. He's the greatest mission, I think, <laughs> that ever lived. If he would have thought, man, I used to persecute Christians. It says in the epistles he used to drag men and women out of their houses and throw them into prison. Yeah. He was there for the stoning of Stephen. He was going to Damascus to get more legal papers to kill more Christians mm-hmm. if he would have thought of that after he came to Christ he would have been no good mm-hmm. but that, what I'm getting at is there's Christians who have not forgiven themselves yeah. we are set free we, we the, our high priest has died leave get out of the courtroom and go into the family room right yes. too many Christians are still living in the courtroom yeah. they think they're on probation and, yeah. and John uh, th- th- that point really needs to be heard by you because I think uh, part of the way that we get paralyzed is we don't believe that and so I think the people listening that are frozen and paralyzed and thinking about how awful this holiday season may be yeah. I really hope that they hear this message and if you can't do it yourself, then you have to pray through it. Mm-hmm. You have to pray that the bondages that the enemy has you in are, are released. Absolutely. And you are freed up and you ask Jesus to help you take 
take you through that. Yeah. Now, it, it, that might seem crazy to people, but let me tell you, it works. Mm -hmm. John, you and I, in addition to you know our own situations, mm -hmm. Wanda, yes. we have seen this happen for other people. Mm -hmm. And when you put the new man on, you know, I hate to, I don't like connecting these, but but I, I do in some cases. Mm -hmm. It's like we're Marvel characters. Yeah, mm -hmm. right. You know, so we, <laughs> you got supernatural power. I'm mm -hmm. telling you. Uh, John, Wanda, you guys know it's true. Yes. And that's the exciting part. you got to believe that. Yes. And, and Because we are vessels for the Holy Spirit. Yes. And what, what is the Holy Spirit? The supernatural. Yes. He's part of the, you know, the Trinity. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's where, that's where the new man can remove all of this from you. Yes. And free you. If you want to be freed, mm -hmm. you know, listen to what we're saying. Mm -hmm. That's sure. the best thing I can say. Certainly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, you can imagine the, the fear and the guilt of a person who committed right. uh, manslaughter. Oh, yeah. And he's, he's hunted down. He's already carrying guilt. And then to be set free from all that. Mm -hmm. and, to be, and, and that's why the Bible clearly says, whom the Son sets free is right. free indeed. indeed. And it's not just that. It's anything that, that is uh, on your brain. Addictions. Mm -hmm the way you treated your family, mm -hmm. your spouse, your kids, mm -hmm. the, whatever the situation is where you can't re release yourself from mm -hmm. it, he can and he already has. That's mm -hmm. right. That's the thing. It's already happened. That's Absolutely. right. The war is over. It's, Absolutely. It. it's over. You know, it, we got to battle a world, a material world here still, but we've won. You know, we got the right, we got the right champion. Yeah. Right. We're following the right leader. Yeah. Exactly. So, right. and, and that's the thing you got to get through. And that's the exciting part about Christmas now versus the number of gifts under the tree. Yeah. Although I always liked the number of gifts sure, under the tree, yeah, sure, and that sure. was always more important no. to me. But now, you know, you can do both <laughs> and really rejoice. Right. No, you know, it's interesting about the gift giving. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm pro-Christmas because I, I I think Christmas for a number of reasons. Number one, that's the one time of the year people tend to come home. Yeah. You know that? I'm yeah. serious. Oh, yeah. Even wayward right. children or prodigals, they come yeah. home. Number two, there's a warmth at Christmas mm. even unbelievers experience. Yeah. The, the hymns alone, some oh, of the yeah. old hymns, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, mm -hmm. are loaded with theology. Right. And the gift giving. I used yeah. to say to my little daughter when she was five years old, I said, I said, Mary, why is it on your birthday you get gifts and on my birthday I get gifts, but on Christmas everybody gets a gift. Yeah. And she says, because the greatest gift came into this world. That's right. And I says, yeah, and we yeah. don't, yeah. the only good gift we can give him is our lives. Right. Yes. The greatest gift of all. Mm -hmm. But I mean, that's, the, why is the, even in Southeast Asia where they don't mm -hmm. understand anything mm -hmm. about Christmas, mm -hmm. they'll decorate the stores and right. they'll, be, they'll put up Santa yeah. Claus. But what I'm getting at is they, they, they know something happened. Mm -hmm. Why is it mm -hmm. 2,000 years later we celebrate this man's birthday? Yeah, why not Caesar, Napoleon, or mm -hmm. Einstein, or you know, I mean, you know, why is this man? We date our calendar, mm -hmm. an itinerant carpenter preacher on the backside of the Roman Empire in a little place called Palestine, mm -hmm. huh? It, it, Unless it, he's yeah. God and he yes. visited this planet, right? It all comes down to how he was born, how was he brought into the world, and again, yeah, he was the king of kings for sure, but it's just the way the humble nature of how this all went down, you know, riding a donkey into town. You know, and then the the love and peace that he brought mm -hmm. is really, I think, what transcends everything, Radiates. especially given the way he was treated. And uh, and so for me, that's the thing I latch on to when I get into my little worldly, you know, dynamics of being a jerk. Sure. So um, I try and remember that, uh, and then I bounce back, but it doesn't happen quickly sometimes. But mm -hmm. you got to remember that's how he was able to transcend everything and bring so many people together. Yeah, right. It's his love and the peace he brought, regardless of the situation. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that that's, 
And so we see this, getting back to number six here, we see this kind of revealed. And yeah. it's, it's also when man is in opposition to God or Satan is in opposition. And that's why you'll see these ones that oppose God. Like if you look at with Goliath, 1 Samuel 17. Uh, yeah, and with uh, Goliath, you look at, like, let's go back to six real quick. His height was six Yeah, cubits. well, let's go there. Yeah, yeah that's what I mean. What, one Samuel? Where do you want first, to go? First Samuel. Okay. But his height was six cubits. Remember, a cubit is about four. 18 inches. It's from your forefinger to your elbow. All right, let's look at First Samuel chapter 17. Um, verse 4. Do you have where they, they list in that, David? Go ahead, Wanda, if you have it up. Oh, okay. Which, which verse? Uh, uh, okay, I, can I, have right to, I have the chapter. Which verse do you want me to start? i got to grab it again. Oh, okay. It's with uh, Goliath. Let me look up Goliath. Is that 17.4 with, uh, with his height? Uh, first Samuel. Okay, first Samuel. And, there, and there went a, out a champion That's out of the camp of uh, the Philistine uh -huh. named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits in, in a span. And he had a helmet of brass upon his head, and he was armed with a coat of of mail, and the weight of the coat was five thousand shekels of brass, and he had greaves of brass upon his legs, and a target of brass between his shoulders, and the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam, and his spear's head weighed six hundred shekels of iron, and one bearing a shield went before him. And he stood and cried until the armies of Israel and said unto them, Why are ye come out to set your battle in array? Am I not, am not I a Philistine and ye servants to Saul? Choose you a man for you and let him come down to me. And if he be able to fight with me and to kill me, then will we be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then shall ye be our servants and serve us. Okay, thank you, Wanda. Mm -hmm. So here we see this element of six in a person that's in opposition to God and God's yeah. people. And mm -hmm. we see that idea of six, mm -hmm. uh, as Wanda just read. Mm -hmm. Verse four, champion went out of the camp with the name Goliath. Okay. How tall is he? Six cubits. Yep. He has a helmet um, armed with sickles. Mm -hmm. um, and then he has a bronze uh, armor and legs and bronze javelin. His staff is spear like a weaver's beam. His iron's 600 shekels. Yeah, exactly. See? Yeah. And if you look at the items of his equipment, there's six pieces of equipment yeah. listed here in armament against God mm -hmm. and against God's people. Yeah. And so it's extremely powerful because... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> What you see here is when David goes out, he defeats this mighty, uh, wicked man with just a little stone mm -hmm. and a sling. Yeah. And, of course, our Lord will come right. humble, as it were, comes into this world, and he'll defeat Satan. It says that in 1 John chapter 3, For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he yeah. might destroy mm -hmm. the works of the evil one. Mm -hmm. And David, it was shepherd boy, yeah. foretold that one day the good shepherd come who would be called what? The son of David. Yeah. Okay, and he would defeat. But you see this idea. Same thing you're going to see in Nebuchadnezzar in uh, Daniel chapter 3. Verse 1 says, Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold whose height was 60 cubits and its width 6 cubits. And he set up and he wanted all the people 
uh, to come and worship. You see this element of six. Yeah. Uh, this uh -huh. And of course, that once you come to Revelation chapter 13, mm. and then with this yeah. man that opposes mm. God and God's yeah. people, and John will say in Revelation, you have the actual quote there, David, if you'd like to read it. Yeah, let me let me find that. Where he says, uh, Revelation uh, count the, yeah, uh, Revelation chapter uh, 13, he that hath wisdom, let him count the number of the beast. It'll be 666. And that, that's, 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 again, no matter how you interpret that, that's the one who is in opposition uh, to, to, to God's people mm -hmm. and, and God's plan. Mm -hmm. Let me uh, jump there. Yeah, let me um, grab that here. And again, you'll see, again, remember three often was the, the number of God or God in manifestation, holy, 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 mm. Lord God Almighty. We studied this before. Mm -hmm. But when you come to chapter um, 13, you see this one. Who is um, in, in opposition uh, to God? Yeah. Oh, I have it. Okay. So, uh, uh, Revelation 13, uh -huh. 18, this calls for wisdom. Let the one who is understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of man, and his number is 666. The idea is that the beast could be of human origin, but might not receive his power from man, but from the dragon. Which is another name for Satan, Revelation 13, 11. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you see that? Do you see how that works? Right. And again, there's different interpretations on this, but what we do see is that he is in opposition to God and God's people, and he's claiming this. Now, we do know that, that Roman emperors often call themselves God, like Caesar Augustus. Uh, that meant Caesar is God. So that was going on in the first century. Mm -hmm. How that relates to end time, that's a whole other big discussion. Right. But John is tipping off the believers there, the seven churches, is beware that there's this man who sets himself up as God a man setting himself up at six 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 yeah John the other thing here which is very important is um, this represents the very uh, best human system of governance that mankind can produce without God if we uh, if he remains under the constant influence of the chief adverse uh, adversary of God which is the devil if we don't follow Christ yes then, then we are under the influence of the devil, whether we think we are or not. Right. So it's that protective veil that you get when you start to become a believer. And it is real. Yeah. It, mm -hmm. it is real. So yeah. uh, that's where we talked about the supernatural. And again, what camp are you going to be in? Do you mm -hmm. want that veil of protection while you're here on earth? Or don't you? You're drifting. And, and that's what that comes down to, pure exactly. and simple. That's the bottom line. Yeah, that's that's a basic interpretation. Yeah. Mm. Now, what's interesting, when you look at this 666, in 1 Kings uh, chapter 10, mm -hmm. uh, verse 14, um, 1 Kings chapter 10, they're talking about Solomon and his wealth. Now, what's interesting about Solomon, he was a good king. He followed David, but he, he went astray. What happened with him? Now the weight of the gold that came to Solomon in one year was six hundred three score and six talents of gold. Okay, what's three score? Six. six sixty. Yeah. Sixty. Right. That's mm -hmm. why King James is six hundred and sixty-six talents mm -hmm. of gold. Yeah. There you see the six six six. Why is that applied to Solomon? Because his concubines, these foreign wives, they all led him astray with idolatry. And he was a good king. But then the kingdom of Israel will be separated northern because of Solomon. Mm. And he introduced idolatry wow. into Israel. But it's interesting that his paycheck, his annual paycheck, right. was 666. Six, six, not 700, that? not 350. <laughs> Why are these elements put in here like yeah. this? 
Yep. We're just scratching the surface on this stuff. Yeah. You know, I'm serious. Well, and as we talked, a man was created on the sixth day when we first started. Mm-hmm. And so the number six is, it's, you know, impressed upon our forehead in, the, in our work and everything we do. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Uh, that we were created and... Look at the measurements. Look at the and, days of the week. It's all man, impressive. Yeah. Number six. It's like a stamp he, on our forehead. He Even when he tries to apprehend who Jesus is, I find yeah. this very interesting. In the trials of Jesus, right. six non-believers, not yes. disciples, will declare his innocence. Yes. Mm. Who is that? Well, if you look at it, number one, you have Pilate. Luke mm. chapter 23, verse yeah. 23. He yeah. washes his yeah. hands and mm-hmm. says, I find nothing wrong with this mm-hmm. man. Yeah. Number two, Herod. Luke chapter 23, verse 15, he again says, I don't find anything that we can charge this man with. Mm. Judas, when he throws the silver in the floor of the temple, says, mm. I have betrayed innocent blood. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Pilate's wife, Matthew 27, verse 19, says, have nothing to do with this man. He has done nothing wrong. Mm. Okay? The thief on the cross says to his friend, we, have, we are guilty, We've done, but this man has done nothing wrong. Luke 23, 40, the centurion. Truly, this was the Son of God. Luke yes. 23. Yeah. Six unbelievers attest to or give testimony that Jesus is innocent. Yeah. Right. That's man, number six. Look and comprehend if I can say the number seven, perfection, and they, they declare perfection there. Mm. And I say it's very powerful and it's an easy way to remember there are six people now, mm. non believers, not disciples who declare Jesus' innocence in some capacity. Yeah, and then also in John 19, back to Pilate, about the sixth hour, Pilate said to the Jews, Behold your king. Uh, and it was the preparation of the Passover about the sixth hour that he says unto them, Behold your king. That's in John 19, 14. And how many hours did men put Jesus on the cross for? Was it uh, nine? Six. Six? Three Oh yeah. to and nine. Then, right. It's three to nine. Three to nine. Yeah. Three hours are going to be darkness. Right. See, you you got to understand uh-huh. that principle. So again, that's what man, the darkness of man put the light of the world on and, and blotted it out for six yes. hours. Wow. It's very, very interesting uh, what you see, something? how it moves through. Now, I want to look at one I think is extremely significant. Yeah. We're going to have just a little bit of time left here. But if you look at John, mm-hmm. if you go to John chapter 2, and that these, this John is, is very different than the other three apostles. That was uh, one of writers. Jesus' miracles. Yeah, because yeah. John is structured differently. Uh, and um, Matthew, of course, predominantly writing to Jews. Luke, predominantly writing to a um, Gentile, you know, and uh, Mark writing to a Roman audience. But, but Luke, I mean, John writes to the world oh, for all time's sake. That's why he starts with, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And he, the Word became flesh and dwelt mm-hmm. amongst us. You know, it's, it's very yeah. cosmic. It's very transcends all the other Gospels. But if you look at chapter 2, starting with verse 1, it talks about, on the third day there was a wedding. Now, why third day is very interesting in the Old Testament, I know you've got the scriptures, David, mm-hmm. is that God would tell Moses to prepare the people for six days, and the seventh day is going to manifest itself, but also on the third day, there'll be a, a two-day and a third day where God will reveal himself to Moses, you see? So Jesus is going to reveal, this is his first huh. miracle yeah. uh, recorded in John. I forgot that was his first miracle. First right. miracle. Yeah. And he's going to change water into to wine. wine. Yeah. Now, the first public miracle Moses did, which 
typifies the law is to turn water into blood. Remember, he curses the river. Wow. So yeah. that spoke of judgment and I death. Didn't, I didn't make that Wine connection. in yeah. the New Testament often speaks of joy or the Holy Spirit or um, inner, inner uh, fulfillment, if you will, you see? Mm -hmm. So he says, okay, it's the third day, and it's a wedding. And that's another important thing. The imagery of a wedding starts in Genesis mm -hmm. and goes all the way through the book of Revelation. Why? Jesus is the bridegroom, yes. and we are the bride. Right. A wedding implies contract or covenant. Mm -hmm. Okay, So Jesus goes there with his disciples. They ran out of wine. The mm -hmm. mother said to him, they have no wine. Jesus says, woman, what do I have to do with you? My hour is not yet come. And the and last recorded words of Mary in the scripture, he says, whatever he tells you to do, do it. Those are very important. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Earthly mother says that. What does yeah. his heavenly father say at the transfiguration? This is my beloved son. Who I'm well Hear with. him. Yeah. yeah. Or listen to him. Yeah. In other words, obey his word. Right. Yeah. Mother, earthly mother, heavenly father, both attest to this. Okay. Okay. Now, here we go. And um, now there were set there six water pots of stone. That's important. Stone as opposed to clay. Stone, very difficult to make. And those could not be. The, those were pure because they couldn't be contaminated. Clay vessels you had to break. Mm -hmm. yeah, they, these mm -hmm. are ritualistic mm -hmm. vessels, okay? He says, fill them. Uh, it says, uh, verse 6, they were set there six water pots of stone according to the manner of purification of the Jews, containing 20 to 30 gallons apiece. Six. Now we yeah. get this number six, okay? Now what's going on here is that this was used by the Jews for pur purification, Ceremonial external, yeah. external, right. okay? Now, the, the, if you study the Old Testament, a lot of their religion was ritualistic and it was external. What to wear, what to eat, what time of the day, when your festivals are gonna be. Yeah. New Testament tends to be internal, mm -hmm. reflected externally. Now this is an important point. So he, said, he says, um, okay, he says, Fill the water pots with water. Oftentimes before Jesus gives a blessing or a miracle, he gives a command. He puts mud on the blind man's eyes. It says, go wash it. Mm. He tells the apostles, have you caught any fish? Mm. No. He says, throw your nets mm. on the other side. He includes us, but obedience is one of the keys to receiving blessing. Yeah. Time and again, you'll see he requires something, and then the blessing follows obedience. Yeah. Oftentimes, you'll see this is a rather significant pattern. Maybe that'll be a, a, a show. That'll yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. It's a good idea. And then he says, fill the water pots. Fill the water pots. And take okay. them to the master of the banquet. Right. Yeah. He says, fill the water pots. They fill them. And he said to them, draw out some of the... Look up. How long yeah. does it take to produce a really good bottle of wine? Oh, really good wine. I mean, the, you understand oh, yeah. that whole process? Oh, yeah. You know... Water, right vine, oh, yeah. right time of the year. You got to pick it. You got to crush it. You got to ferment it. You got to bottle it. The years. Years. Years and years. How yeah. long did it take him to turn water to wine? Seconds. A second. <laughs> Somebody suggested Jesus looked at the water and it blushed. Yeah. <laughs> okay? Why? Because it shows the new covenant. I like coming. that one. Make sure you're right. <laughs> See how quick that That's comes? That's a good way to remember the miracle. Well, I'll just say it. What the water blushed. People that had a that wow. people that have a hard time understanding how quick God could create this whole wow. thing. Yeah. It had to be billions of years. I'm not making a case for early earth or long earth, but I tell you what. Even the water said this is the <laughs> son of God. Sorry, yeah, I'm exactly. still on the water well, blushed. No. Like it's a good point, David. Yeah. Because it shows Jesus' power over elements. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. 
over the wind, over the waves, mm -hmm. over death, yes. over sick. He has power over elements. Right. He's displaying kingly power. Right. Yeah. He was born a king. He dies a king. He's coming back as king. Yeah. As king. Why? What does a king have? Power. Yes. Authority. What did Jesus have? Power. Over what? Demons, death, disease, water, storm. And power over the enemy. Over the enemy. And, and so the, I like that, that you said that because it goes back to who is our, you know, who's in charge. Who, you know, that's where the hedge comes in. We just talked. That's so important to carry this forward. Yeah. Matt. Okay. Yeah. So now yep. he says, draw some out now and right. take it to the master of the feast. Notice who's the first one to, to see the water turn to wine? Servants. <laughs> Servants in the kingdom of God is a place of revelation. Yeah. Okay. Who saw the, the loaves and fishes? turn you know, when they were being produced. It was the servants of Jesus, his disciples who were passing them out. You understand? Mm -hmm. Who was the one that came running to the rich man to say, your, your servant is healed? Mm -hmm. It was the servant. Mm -hmm. Servant in the Bible you often find is a place of revelation. Yeah. Where in the world we want to be way up here. Yeah. Right. You want to be low down, so to speak, like a ch because that's a place of revelation. Then they take it to the master. The master tasted it and he says, what? Uh, why did you save the best till last? Mm. The best has now come yeah. in the person of Jesus. Okay? The old law is going out. Yeah. The new one, why? <laughs> because it's no longer about the ritual. It's about transformation. Yeah. Jesus didn't make the water colder or cleaner. or He changed <laughs> yeah. it. Right. We don't need more ritual and religion. We need transformation. I like that, All man. other religions so will give cool. you information. Yeah. Yeah. All other world religious leaders, I'm not criticizing Confucius, Taoism, Islam, Scientology, they'll give you information. Yeah. Some of it's good. Some of it's morally good. But what Jesus gives us is transformation. Right. He, see, we were water. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Some of us were blander water. Some of us were more polluted <laughs> water. water. But he, changed, he changes that water into not just good wine, but what? The best one. Yeah, mm. yes. And it's at a wedding feast. Yeah. Mm. Because why? At the end of the age, at the end of the book of Revelation, there's going to be what kind of feast in heaven? A wedding feast. Yeah. The marriage supper of the Lamb. Yeah. And this is all tied together in this number six uh, ritualistic water pot that was for external cleansing. But you cannot cleanse. Pilate couldn't cleanse his hands of the guilt. No that way. he had. Yeah. We can't cleanse our hands by trying to do good works mm -hmm. and give it to the poor and doing this. These are all good things, but we need the blood. Yeah. And that's why Jesus says, "This." That when he holds up the wine at the Last Supper, he says, this is my blood yeah. given for mm -hmm. a new covenant in my name. So mm -hmm. do you see how that relationship oh, yeah. is? It's fantastic. It really is. So, I mean, as you move along in this number six, I know you have some more, David, uh, that you discovered. You've been doing a lot of uh, uh, research on this, but the idea being that uh, six, as you see time and again, it will it will be a revelation of uh, also in opposition, uh, satanic. Uh, mm -hmm. If you study the temptation of Jesus in Matthew chapter 4, verse 1 through 11, mm -hmm. the word devil is used four times. Mm -hmm. Tempter is used once. Satan is used once. The total is six. There's six actually times he is uh, named. It just they switch his name around. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So in Revelations, we pointed out where that first reference for six 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 was mm -hmm. for the enemy, um, but it, it also is akin to an unholy trinity, right, John? Uh huh. So the the perfect um, trinity is obviously the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, but that's really the tie-in. 
uh, and they kind of look at it as kind of the uh, unholy trinity, if you will. Mm. So, um, you yeah, mean the beast? You mean yeah. the false prophet? The yes. Beast? Okay. Right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, th that's important uh, just because, you know, I never understood why the reference was three uh -huh. sixes for the, mm -hmm. for the enemy. So when you come now to um, uh, the, the, the sins of the flesh in Galatians chapter 6, verse 19, the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fortification, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry. Sorcery is the sixth one listed, huh, and yeah. that has, is, has more demonic kind of connotations. Well, and I like that because when we were talking about the oracles and, uh, and all those other things, uh -huh. that sorcery, that's where man's trying to get power. Yes, right, exactly. And so, and, and that's the importance of that, that really the, the transformation for us is the true power is in Christ. Yes, right, yeah, right, right. So, so that's where we transfer that. Six times in the Gospels, men will accuse Jesus of having a demon. Yes. Okay, yeah, six, right. six times uh, they'll accuse him of, of having a demon. And so you'll see this idea of that. Uh, and six times he had to prove himself. They asked for proof, mm -hmm. right? And um, so, mm -hmm. yeah, so that ties into that too. You know, the other thing um, that, you know, we were talking about some other stuff. The two, if you look at Exodus 28, uh, there's two onyx stones, each with six names of the sons of Israel, mm -hmm. were put on the ephod, which is a sacred vestment worn originally by the high priests. Um, so, you know, take, it says take two onyx stones and engrave them on the names of the sons of Israel in order of their birth. Mm -hmm. Six names on the stone are remaining, six on the other. Engrave the names of the sons of Israel on two stones the way a gem cutter engraves a seal. So there's some interesting stuff with six. Mm -hmm. The other thing um, I like is the seraphim angels in Isaiah 6-2 have six wings. Mm -hmm. Above them was the seraphim, each with six wings. With two, they would cover their faces. With two, they would cover their feet. And with two, they were flying. Now, the, these were the, the living creatures that were, you know, right there on the throne saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Mm -hmm. They say that continuously. It's just interesting that, you know, how it connects up there, too. Yeah, exactly. Right by right. the throne. Yeah. So, I mean, as we start wrapping this up, but you'll see this idea of, of, of six uh, often used in the scriptures where, where it's if you look at the Our Father it's very interesting it has six clauses you know Our Father right? hallowed yeah. be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done well the sixth one is lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil oh, wow. it has that idea of uh, human failing demonic influence but asking God to give us the deliverance so uh, what we've done essentially is kind of walk through give an mm -hmm. overview of the number six we could kind of get into it maybe in a higher detail at some maybe in 2019 sometime or another but what i want to do is of course thank everybody for listening in this morning this is 89.1 uh, fm radio coming to you from lorraine ohio uh, thank you again wanda you're very welcome and david oh absolutely and god willing right. next week we're going to look at the prophecy prophecy of christ yeah, yeah christ before the cradle christ mm -hmm. before the yeah. You know, it, it's actually 500 years, 1,000 years before his birth. Uh, he was predicted and prophesied. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize that. It's, it's really quite powerful. And then if anyone wants to uh, call in, of course, we'll have a call-in show next week. Then we're hoping to have Dr. Sang on again. Yes. He's going to talk about breaking bondages yes. and addictions. And right. he's a Christian counselor slash medical doctor slash psychiatrist. Uh, so he's a very uh, good guy to have on. And then we have some special features coming up 
uh, in the new year. Fantastic. So thank you again, and everybody have a great week. I know yes. it's a great busy week. week. Yes. And uh, just don't forget the reason for the season. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. God, God bless, bless you all. You. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Bye now.